La 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 la. All right. Levels good? Levels are good. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Damn it. <clears throat> it's the 10 to 1 podcast. I can't, I can't even, okay, how's it go? It's the 10 to 1 podcast. I'm your host, Ben Conowitz. Yeah. And featuring Nate Lauks. Or how to, and not Brad Holman. Yeah. Because he goes, uh, uh, starring, or is it starring? No, no. Uh, yeah, and here's your host, Brad Oman. No, I think he goes, featuring Ben Collins and Alex. <laughs> but, but, and I, but it the says, podcast. D- does he say starring Ben or starring Brad Oman featuring Ben Conowitz I, and I, Nate Lowe? I think he acts like he's Daryl Hammond. So he says, and here's your host, Brad Oman. Wait, Brad's the host? Isn't that what he. I really should pay attention when he does those things. It's the 10 to 1 Podcast with your host, Ben Conowitz, featuring Nate Lauks and not Brad Homan. And here's the podcast. Oh, it's so awkward. It really is the Kevin McAllister it's, thing. It's so yeah, it's true. It's true. Oh, one large pizza. Yeah. So uh, Brad's in London, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We don't have a host right now. Brad's in London. It's Who knows just what's me, gonna happen? It's just me and Nate. That was a terrible introduction. But welcome to the Ten to One podcast, where we recap the latest episode of Saturday Night Live. Guys, it's been a cluster for us. Uh, Brad's interviewing famous people over in London. Uh, for slash film, uh, so he left us. Ben has or had COVID. I we had, don't even had know. COVID, we, but you got the cough still. It's the third time I I, I get COVID annually, <laughs> and this is third time's a charm. And and then we're we're going through like some awful weather here in Northwest Indiana. We got like what was it? What was the final? Like thirty four inches of snow yeah. in one day. We, and then we it's broke, ice storm. We, we were two inches short of the all time record in Laporte, Indiana. Yeah, and we're like a mini Buffalo, New York. We just get so much freaking snow. It's, it's that, ridiculous. It's that Lake Michigan lake effect, ladies and gentlemen. That's what it is. It really is. Uh, and yeah, so we've been snowed in for f- five or six days. So we're a little late getting this to you guys, but we wanted to make sure we got a, a new episode, even though. We're going to call it a, a, a JV to our regular varsity. Yeah, it's going to be a short and sweet version because obviously we've got uh, one less opinion to go around. And also, uh, you know, let's be honest, uh, Nate, uh, I don't want to say too much here, but not a great show. It wasn't a great show. Um, and, and there was so many tropes to this show that drove me nuts because Jake, Jake Alordi was our host. Yep. Um, and him and, is it Renee Rapp or? Yeah, Renee Russo. <laughs> uh, so there is the first show of 2024, first time host. And you had not heard of him before this, correct? I, I had not. No, I, I, I have not seen Saltburn, uh, which he is clearly very famous for. And also something else or that show, that show that he's on. Yeah. Sure, there's a show. There's a show. Uh, he's on with uh, Zendaya. What's the show? That ah. she, uh, I keep on thinking Entourage, but it's not Entourage. No, no, no. It's, no, it's no, the no, high it's school a, one, right? Yeah, but it's like the, the people watch it because Euphoria. of the sex. Yeah. Euphoria. Yeah. Um, so he's on that, and he got, I think, somewhat famous for that. Well, and then he was in Priscilla. Priscilla. Yeah. Yep. Uh, um, I, I get it. Uh, you know, uh, up and coming uh, talent, obviously. Um, t- 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 very tall. <laughs> He's the man's six five. Is that how tall he is? Yeah, Did you look it up? He's six five. Um, because he was yeah. super tall. But like they, they, did you notice they fell kind of into the, uh, the trope of like, hey, young cute guy, we're gonna do a lot of jokes about how handsome you are. Yeah. And I find that very kind of lazy. Yeah. Uh, it's it's one thing to recognize like with Pedro Pascal that there's a daddy vibe, and so they did yeah. a few things, but to to only kind of lean into that it. It well, the daddy vibe for him, for for Pedro, is a part of the meme thing for him, right? right? But again, it's it, it's something that you can say about him. Yep. You yep. know, much like you're young and attractive, so we're gonna do that thing. Oh, there's a daddy vibe with you, so we're gonna do that thing. Yeah. You can do it, but you just don't make the whole episode about that. Correct. And a lot of stuff that they did was just you know, look at how cute this this guy is, and I get it, which I find kind of lazy sometimes. It, but again, yeah, that that is decently lazy. Mm. I don't know. So, what did you like better? So, let's let's do the battle of the uh, Elvis movie people. Do you like Jake Lordy better, or did you like Austin Butler better? I mean, I think that they kind of did 
Were they similar? A little bit. Uh, I think that probably Austin Butler was a better episode. I don't really remember it, so I don't know that that's <laughs> a great, you know, uh, litmus test. But I would say probably pretty pretty similar. Uh, and it's not like Jacob Lordy did a bad job. No, he tried. He actually tried, and there were there were a couple, and we're going to talk about the cut for time sketch. Yeah, where that was probably actually his best. Yeah. He tries to do a, like a kind of an immigrant like janitor like yeah uh, accent but but yeah they, we always like when uh actors uh or sports people whoever is hosting get outside your comfort level try something do an accent do a bit make it different you know don't just be you doing these characters and he he clearly was up for anything uh i just think that maybe they didn't try too much i know who knows why you know there's a lot of yeah, i don't things. know i don't know that's uh because and brad's not here so we can talk about this when Travis Kelsey was on, though, <laughs> I, I think back at some of those sketches that he did, and he went all for it. And they maybe they're just better sketches. Uh, I still the, the American Girl doll. Or yes, whatever, I, that's I, what I, I'm I thinking. Still of. think it's hilarious. It is. It was hilarious, and he did a great job with it. Um, uh, sorry, Brad. No, uh, it feels good to say it without any pushback. I do. I feel like it's getting like scowled at over on yeah. the other side of the studio tonight. Yeah. Uh, now he's on the other side of the pond. Yeah. Do you so, think he's coming back or not? I hope not. I mean, yeah, no, he's coming back. <laughs> no, of course. We miss you, buddy. We love you. We love he you. Won't, he won't listen to this. No, guarantee he won't I, listen to this. Listener, I guarantee you, Bradford Oman will never hear this. If his voice isn't on it, he doesn't want to listen to it. You know what? Here, Brad, pineapple. And, uh, and the next time that we're together, and this episode's been out for at least a week, yep. I'm just, hey, Brad, uh, what, 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 what was the secret word here? What was the secret word? And he's going to be like, what are you talking about? And I guarantee and he's gonna, Shut up, you guys. That's yeah. what he'll say. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't love a, you. There's a lot of emotional abuse that happens it's behind true. the scenes. But. You guys are getting a real, uh, a real go flicks yourself vibe on this you show right not, now. You know another thing about Brad? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he does a good Don Pardo. <laughs> Ooh, he's going to be mad about that. I, yeah, he won't hear it. All right, let's, let's move let's, on. Let's dig into it. We'll see how long this episode will be. Uh, Trump Courthouse Cold Open, written by James Austin Johnson, Will Steven, and Brian Tucker. Donald Trump, portrayed by James Austin Johnson, spoke to the media after his court appearance for his defamation trial against E. Jean Carroll. The sketch also features Chloe Fineman. So we're back to you know political cold opens, which it's 2024. This is an election year. We know we're going to get him. I get uh, it. We're recording this on the day that uh, Trump just won New Hampshire. He's won Iowa. He is going to be the Republican nominee for president. James Austin Johnson still has a job this year. So uh, we got to get used to this. So now it's not about whether. Hey, by they, the way, James Austin Johnson would have a job. I know. No matter just, what, yeah. he's brilliant. He's mate. he's fantastic. You watch your mouth. I, it was it was a it was a it was a joke. J a j jazz jazz. Um, so I feel like the question now is not about whether or not it should have been a political cold open. We're going to have those. It's the quality of political cold open. Whether or not they did something clever with it, did they? Uh, just take uh, you know a scene and no, redo. They didn't do anything clever with it. <laughs> yeah. Give me that. No, they didn't. Because sometimes what they do is they'll just take a scene that happened in real life, and we've talked about this before on the show, and it's ridiculous, but it was a ridiculous scene in real life, and they just essentially reenact it, and it's yeah. not that great. So I, I know that it's really hard because I don't want to get in, down the rabbit hole of like, James Austin Johnson used to have this the list that was that would appear to his writer as left or whatever, yeah. and they would just he would like fit in a mad mad lib style words, and Which I thought it was brilliant. It was good, but but then of course I would probably say, well, they've done that four times in a row, so yeah. come on, come up with something new. So you're damned if you do, damned if you don't here for for, for if you're an SNL writer in in that way. But that's how comedy is. You cannot do the same you stand up sketches. The, it's the same dead horse. Yeah. I get it. You also we've talked about this until we're blue in the face. When you truly do something different, like when they froze time and had him go and make fun of everybody that was behind him, yep, that was good. That was yep. clever, different. There's there's a well here that that is not run dry, but for whatever reason, they this was probably the most boring uh, cold open I've seen in a while. I mean, I I don't know that I laughed once. It just there wasn't anything here. You're right. It becomes even more difficult then for the writers to find the angle yeah. that is creative and humorous. Because, I'm sorry, but J James Austin Johnson does an incredible Trump. We all know this. Him just talking like Donald Trump isn't funny. And it is incredible. And it's sad that it's not because it is so good. I love when he does a uh, Donald Trump does. He does such 
wonderful little he's, nuances he's got it, to but his at impression. This point, I'm not, but we've seen it so many I'm times. I'm not paying yep, to, I'm for sorry. an impression. I'm paying yep. for an impression plus humor. And yep. that, oh, just, and it's, now it's not even just humor. It's like what what creative element, what satire do you want to do that is actually going to be good satire? Because yeah. uh, it's, I do it's wonder, hard to do that with Trump. And I also do wonder how much uh, how much the limitations of the writers are with maybe somebody like Lauren or or that says like this is no this is how we're doing it. This is how called up and go. There might be some oversight there that is not allowing them to be as wacky with it as they want to be. Especially if if they're looking at the numbers, saying, "Well, no, this is the biggest numbers of the night are right here at the open." But I would posit that you do something crazy with it, and those numbers are going to double because you're going to catch the comedy fans as well as the people that just start off watching the show to see what what they did. And the sentiments we have about the 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 cold open are are shared amongst all of SNL fans. Every I, I've never run into anybody that disagrees with us. So you wonder then, why don't they just change that formula up? Clearly, there's there's this understanding that the cold open needs to be a political sketch, yep. um, and for some reason they do it every most every episode. But there are better sketches in almost every episode that you could put on there. And then I think it would attract more viewers because, oh, that's a really funny sketch. I want to watch the rest of the episode. I imagine for some reason, if a, a writer of the show is actually listening to us and they, they were, they oh, sure. And uh, they, they would, uh, Streeter Seidel is like, hey, these couple of jamokes, they have no idea what, what, we, what the parameters are. I would I would love for Nate and Ben to come and see how hard it is to do what we're doing. And we would love to come. With our, yes, I would, thank you for the invite, <laughs> with with the handcuffs that we are placed in. That's what I'm saying. And so I'm saying there has to be something, because these are brilliant people. There, there's some of the, the most funny, creative writers Absolutely. around today. A, a 100%. And so you know then there's, there's some, some kind of parameter. On. I just don't yep, get it. I that, don't get it. That allows them to, to have to stay in that yep. lane. And I, I don't love it. they are hilarious. And, I, I, and I, I'm, I'm starting to not blame them. Because like yeah, it's, yeah. I, I I fail to see how somebody was sitting around going, you know what? This is an all time banger. This needs to lead the show. I, I mean, these are very funny people. They wouldn't say that, so I, I don't get it. All right, moving on. Uh, monologue by Jake Alordi, uh, Jacob Alordi, written by Mike Desenzo and Jake Nordwin. For the first time, Australian actor Jake Alordi hosted an event discussing his movie Saltburn. Have you seen Saltburn or no? I have not. Yeah, I know Brad had. He loved it. Yeah. During the event, he took questions from various audience members, including writers Alex English and Rosebud Baker. I don't know if you know those were the writers that we're talking to. Uh, we've, I, we've, I did. I, I, I saw Colin Jost do stand-up, and he brought Alex English with him. Oh, nice. That's that's right. And cast members Sarah Sherman, Keenan Thompson, and Bowen Yang. So whenever a, a host goes to questions, it usually, it usually says something about the host, in my opinion that they're worried about what they're going to do, and this creates an easy work into the, the episode. The, the question monologue is probably the easiest. Yes, and, and you're going to let your you're going to let your cast do the the heavy lifting there, and, right? And even like stage direction, right? Okay, uh, Jacob, you're going to look here. Yep, and you're going to question answer, yep. and then you're going to and then the cue card's going to be here. It's a very scripted it's thing. It's yep. super easy, yep. right? Um, and that's usually the case, unless it's like a Steve Martin, and they're gonna they're they're so good with improv that you could just trust that whatever they're gonna do is gonna be really funny. Right. But that's not what this was. This is usually a this safety kind of super valve thing. Cut and dry. Yeah. Uh, the funniest thing about this for me was the improv that Sarah Sherman and Bo and Yang had with the applause. Yeah, that one got to me because I thought more than Sarah. It, it seemed like they were having fun, and any time the cast has fun. I'm all in. So, so what did you think? Did you like this one? No, same thing. I, again, we talk about the inside baseball with. Um, oh, we're not gonna have a brandometer tonight. No, we'll have one. We just, I'll be right. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, you know what? That's hilarious. We'll do a brandometer, and then we won't even. We'll have to ask him later. Yep. Yep. He won't even. Yeah. Anyway, um, you know, like like we do the brandometer uh, with Colin and uh, and Michael. It's fun to see any two characters having fun yeah. with each other, and and clearly that was not scripted, and that was just such a, a, a it's it it shows more than anything that Bowen, we all know he's arrived. He is the star of the show, other than Keenan probably. Like, yeah, no, he's one of the top three. I he think is, yep. for sure, and so just the confidence to be able to play around like that, you don't you don't get that when you're a, a, a feature player. You definitely don't get that first couple of years. So just watching that happen is awesome. I, I loved it. But yeah, that's that's a little wink to us. But other than that, yeah, eh, all right. 
without that, <sighs> it's not a great. Uh, it's just a little tough opening. It wasn't bad. There was just nothing there that that got me laughing. It's also it, listen. If you're gonna tee it up like that and have the question monologue happen, that's like like, like hitting off a tee in tee ball. So it's pretty easy. It should should have gone well. I, there was not really a lot to swing at there. So I don't know. Now this next sketch, I'm a little sad that Brad's not here because I consider, and I imagine you do as well, Brad to be somewhat of a short king. Yeah, no, he's, a, he's definitely a short king. Yeah, because he's not real, real tall. I mean, he's not, he's not short, short. But I mean, you're six four. I'm six five. Six five. Yeah, I'm six Two, one and a half. Okay. Let's say yeah. so. And yeah, we're. I guess we're just we're elitist because we're just taller than Brad. Yeah, you know, because I think for, Brad's like five nine. On a good day. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, a short king Brad is not here. Uh, to, so I would I would love to hear what he thinks about this, and maybe when he gets back, we can talk about it. All right, Crown Your Short King, written by Mike DeCenzo, Jake Norbin, and uh, Sarah O'Sullivan. The Bachelorette, played by Chloe Feynman, must decide between three short men, Bowen Yang, Molly Carney, and Marcelo Hernandez, and one tall man, Jacob Alordi. The host, portrayed by Mikey Day, oversees the decision-making process. Best thing about this one was Marcelo Hernandez, in my opinion. Uh he he just he he has it when he there's a charisma he has when he's on the camera that I just I, I am now such a big fan of him sure. that he can do the little things that Keenan and Bowen do with you know their their facial expressions that make me laugh. When I provided um, my name, I, I said it was Theodore. <laughs> it's like that. Just the way he's delivering these things are great. Yep. Um. So th- this this is a good good sketch. It, it's it's the, the terrible part about it is it's so one note and the one note comes you know pretty early on and, and jacob lordy still has to do nothing there yeah. other than hey he's the cute guy yep. and i'm gonna go with him instead and yep no i choose him oh that's okay big laugh big laugh now where does the sketch go from? Yep. nowhere escalate the thing no right there's no escalation it. i mean they did try to do the like He's really a bad person, right. and she's still like, "Nope, I'm right. with him." But that is that's the same that's the same one note over, and it's just it's really hard to have everything rely on that one flip, and then where do you go from there? Yeah, I think I would have I would have would have liked to have seen more Marcelo Hernandez in this one. I did enjoy when they were talking with the three bachelors, and th- that aspect of just being short could have been played up a lot longer maybe and then the the last thing is the payoff and that's and then you end the sketch but because that is the the high point of the sketch is that reveal and it happens just in the middle instead of the end so still you know i did laugh you know i I thought that was decently clever so molly carney was in this sketch and uh the uh, twitter site one of my favorite snl twitter sites at the snl network if you're on twitter you should follow them or x or whatever uh, because they they do a lot of good data work, and if you're a data nerd like me, you, you'll like it as well. And they did the uh, SNL cast screen time and put all of the minutes. So like essentially, uh, you're in this sketch for two minutes. You're in this sketch for th- you know. And so they put all of those together to see which cast members this season have been in the most have spent the most time in in sketches. Number one, number two, number three. Not a shock uh, because they also do weekend update as well. Uh, Mikey Day, Bowen Yang, and Colin Jost. Those are the top three. Now, the bottom three are not a surprise either. Uh, Punky Johnson is uh, the third at 15 minutes, 33 seconds. Devin Walker at 15 minutes, 2 seconds. Then Molly Carney at 11 minutes and 8 seconds. I I wonder what your opinion is because I think you're a fan of Molly Carney like I am. Why do you think they've been in such limited amount of sketches? It's the it's the same thing, right? As as we talked about at the beginning of this year, where the four featured players are going to have to figure out where they fit in and, and how they fit in. And it's it again going even back further, the Melissa Villa Senior, Punky Johnson problem, uh, Sebastian. Oh my goodness, what's his last name? It's not Sebastian. It's what? Aristotle. Uh, Aristotle Atari. Yeah. Is it Aristotle Atari? No. Yeah. I oh, think man. It is. I feel so bad right now. 
Brad would correct me. Because Brad, Brad, listeners that might not know this, Brad has a freakish memory where yeah. Brad remembers everything he does. and I remember it's nothing. kind of because it's his job. Yeah, so but, I get it. But I don't remember anything. Uh, you know what? Ask me some gutter and downspouts questions. I'll remember that. I know That's you will. Anyway. Um, so no, it's the, same, it's the same problem with uh, Melissa Villasenor and, and Punky Johnson last year and Aristotle. Uh, you've got you've to do something to be your own advocate. Back in the day when I read... Um, uh, live from New York, the uncensored autobiography of the show. Fantastic book. Yeah, if you haven't read that and you're it a fan is, of the show, it's incredible. It's so good. Re- and, real and interviews they, with real people. Let me say this. A great bathroom book as oh, well. Because yeah. <laughs> you can pick it up and put it down exactly. and you're it's, fine. It's just organized by interviews yep. with, with uh, the literal who's who. They yep. There was almost no one they didn't get. It's literally just reading interviews. Yep. And, and they're fascinating because people are just filling the tea, you know, really talking about behind the scenes. And they're being honest about their cast members and stuff like that. And so. So one of the one of the recurring themes in that book in those interviews is if you if you want more time on the show, then you better write something fucking funny. You've got to write it and you've got to push it and you've got to be your own advocate. And so if uh, Molly Carney uh, isn't able to write for themselves, that's going to be tough. If they're waiting for other people to write and say, put me in something. And that d- that did happen over the years to a lot of people. Now, some people like Chris Farley, who who really didn't write for himself, but everybody wanted him in those sketches. Yeah, but but those are rare, right? They wrote for him because they knew if Farley was going to be in Dana it. Dana Carvey was the same thing. Yep. People always wanted Dana Carvey in their sketches, so they would just say, "Dana, come be in this sketch." Yep. But if you're a guy, maybe like Adam Sandler, who has to create characters and and be the weird, wacky guy. Because nobody's writing a sketch for Adam Sandler. David Spade talks about figuring this out. And he was like two or three seasons into this before he figured out, like, wait a second. I don't have what some of these other characters have, right? I, I am not Mike Myers. I can't I can't get into every sketch just because, or Dana Carvey or somebody like that. I, I'm more of a Kevin Nealon, right? right? So I've got to find my, my, my route. And he did. And it's just harder right well, it's even harder now because of the expansive cast mm-hmm. i mean think about it's what 19 people in the show now it's a lot instead yeah. of 10 or 11 12 yeah it was a- and so you you almost i mean they were like hey ellen cleghorn be in this sketch because we need another body yep. yep and now they're like hey we have to leave 15 people out of this mm-hmm. because this is a sketch for four people and they're not they're not going out of their way to do these ensemble pieces i mean yeah, we, not, we, we've seen that- them but they, they haven't done that route of like, hey, you know, here's another one where we're going to put every single character mm-hmm. from or every single cast member in the show so that everybody gets a slice of the pie. Uh, so Molly probably would, would, you know, the advice would be you've got to write for yourself so that so you can produce good content and, and be your own advocate. But I'm sure they're doing that. Mm-hmm. It's just maybe everybody else is doing it more or better. I hope. I hope they find their their way here because I am such a big fan of Molly Carney's we, we waited, and Devin Walker's. So we I, waited a little bit for Punky, and I, and I got to say, like the stuff that that Punky's been doing this this year has been really fun. It's it's better than anything she's done in the past. She's still not getting a ton of of screen time, but what she's getting is good, right? Um, and you're seeing her for for Punky specifically. You're seeing the stuff that she's doing feature her more, yeah. Which is better? Yep. So that I mean, I, I hope Mikey that, Day has the the fortune of being an everyday man. Well, so, no, he's also the most prolific sketch writer they have yep. as a cast. He's member. writing a lot he of writes sketches himself. Everything yep. with yep. with the writer. So he he's a writer performer. You know, uh, Beck Bennett and and Kyle Mooney were very good at this. They created their own subset of these. It wasn't Lonely Island, and it wasn't Please Don't Destroy, but you knew a, a, a Beck Bennett, Kyle Mooney bit when you saw it. You know, they had these uh, after-school special type uh, uh, television show. The one with Larry David especially is, is funny. Well, they wrote for themselves and, and were really, really good at that. So there's room there, obviously, for everybody, but it's just got to be good. Absolutely. All right, moving on. Club Shay Shay, Extended Cut, Cat Williams. Written by Ego Wodem, Gary Richardson, Brian Tucker, Devin Walker, and Asha Ward. Shannon Sharp, played by Devin Walker, has released an extended version of his interview with Cat Williams, played by Ego Wodem. So did you did you know about this interview beforehand? I, I assume did. you're online as like I am, so you've seen and it's obviously for fans of comedy like us, it kind of 
you know, it, it was gossipy. It was all these kind of things. You about, always want somebody to, to, to say what they really think. Yeah. And nobody ever does in Hollywood. Yeah. Because they're always worried. Whether it's it. true or not. Yeah. I mean, but he was certainly saying what he believed about certain comedians, yeah. Kevin Hart being one of them. And it was just, it was interesting yeah. whether or not it was correct to do that or whatever. But it was interesting. I will uh, say, let's, let's go content aside. I thought Devin Walker, Shannon Sharp was very good. And Ego Wodum's uh, Cat Williams is very good. I think that's that's probably where this started. Yep. Was like these are these are two people that we know we can impersonate. Yep. And pretty damn well. Yep. Especially doing the gender swap with Ego. Yep. That, that's really funny. And and man, she's good at it. She was really good at that. Um, that being said, the content. I mean, gosh darn! Did AI write it? It just seems so lazy. Well, Cat Williams is already a parody of. Of himself, exactly. and it's, so it, I, I could really just tell saying what was, absurdist yeah. things that Cat Williams already kind of. Yeah. It's kind of a little bit like Trump, yeah. right? Where you, oh, that's an absurd thing to say. Maybe Trump actually did say yeah. that, though. Like, did Cat say some of that? Maybe he did. I don't know. Very well, could have. So, um, it's, it's, so it's, it's hard, hard to be to, absurdist yep. to an absurd person. Lampoon the outlandish is is very difficult. Yep. So, but I, I respect the impressions, and it was it fine. was a well put together yeah. sketch. It was well written. It was well produced. There was nothing wrong with it extremely topical yep. uh you know in three weeks people are like what was that yep yep so but you got you know extremely online it's, it's yep. saturday night live right you, you you got a week to put it together this is something that was in the news and it Let's was it. it was all over yeah. at least the, the the social media sites that we follow yeah and i don't i don't hate snl for for, nope. pu- for putting this on there uh, or for trying it yep yeah it wasn't the worst. All right, Entertainment Tonight, Lip Readers, written by Jimmy Fowley, Sierra O'Sullivan, Bowen Yang, and Celeste Yim. Two professional lip readers, played by Jacob Alordi and Bowen Yang, translate what celebrities are saying. Uh, and Ego Woden plays the host with musical guest Renee Rapp. So I'm interested to hear what you think about this one. Did you like this or did you did you find it funny? Did, what did you think of Jacob Lordy? I, I hated this one. I hated it so much. And the only reason I hated it is because I am not a comedy writer. I, I don't write comedy. I'm not I'm not good enough to be anywhere near these these people. But I, even I think that I could have done more with with what the interpreters were saying that the people were saying. Like the fact, like, okay, if you're going to listen, if you're going to build this universe and you're going to commit to it and you want this to be the premise, then make it believable. Like, just don't start off with this is the most outlandish. This doesn't match. And there's no way those people said that, you know, you've got to start off with, okay, I guess maybe that's maybe what they said. They, they didn't do it at all. And so you can't tell me in the first clip that you can, you can at least play along, you know, take a half an hour with each other. And see, come up with some outlandish stuff, but it looks like it actually matches what those people were saying. That's exactly what I thought. I thought they should have brought in um, the guys that do bad lip bad reading and kind of had them help them with this sketch. Give, just, just give me a baseline to start with, and then and then been absurd in but, the but things that they're saying immediately. But try to match, and, and you're going, "What did they, did they really say that?" You know, yeah. um, you know they didn't, but it certainly looks like it. And, and it doesn't need to be anything more than like the first one or two. Where things just and again, give yourself somewhere to go with the escalation. Yeah. But if you start with the most outlandish, unbelievable press, I'm already out. It made no. And then you're just again because you start at an eleven with it being absurd, and then what what are they going to do? Well, it's the same thing in this clip. Well, it's the same thing in this clip. There's nothing. I, I just and I, I'm so I just didn't feel like Jacob Alorde was doing anything no, in God, this. No. He wasn't helping himself. No. There was no. There was no escalation in his no. bit either. And no. so this um, is just terrible. What a good one. No. All right, moving on. Bowling, written by Dan Bulla, Stephen Castillo, who is back now on the show. He had left for a little while. By the way, I love him. Do you? I love him. I follow him on Twitter and I have even before I knew he was on SNL, he did he's a big basketball fan. Okay. And so As he, are you, just for other yeah, And so he did this thing, I'll I'll show you to you later, but it's one of his more famous bits. It's him, Stephen, on on uh on in a video and he's mad about a trade that like the the warriors did and so he's doing all of like the fun dance moves that are in like maybe one of those video games or whatever and like the dougie and all this other stuff and he's like cry upset that he's and then we 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 traded him for this but he's doing the the dance and and i'm like this is hilarious and he ends with ripping off his pants and he's got his dick tucked 
<laughs> and and he and he walks away bare butt. And I I was just you know it, comedy is what's unexpected. A lot of escalation. There. Oh my god, it was perfect. I, I I so I followed him from that moment, and then I found out later that he wrote for SNL. All right. Steven, is- if you're listening, you're freaking hilarious, buddy. Uh, welcome back to the show as well. Martin Hurley, John Higgins, and Ben Marshall also helped write this. Uh, a couple played by Jacob Elordi and Heidi Gardner go bowling and then watch various animations. The video also features Andrew Smukes, Punky Johnson, James Austin Johnson, Ego Wodum, Marcelo Hernandez, Chloe Trost, Mikey Day, Keenan Thompson, Sarah Sherman, Chloe Feynman, Molly Carney, Michael Longfellow, Bow and Yang, and Devin Walker as the bowling pins. Is that everyone? I was saying, so, so just like we were just saying, well, they don't really do a yeah, lot of sketches. No, that was this had everybody. Um, so what I loved about this one is after the sketch, you can see all of them in front of the green screen having fun. Uh, so that was fun. This was uh, something they pulled off live, right? And they had a lot of moving parts in yeah. this. This started better than it ended, in my opinion. It was... I like the premise. I thought it was funny. You know, these silly animations that have they you, do in Have you alleys. seen these online, though? No, I, I didn't. So there's a sub... Again, this this could be one of two things. Either like-minded thought, like you're a comedian, and you think, oh, wouldn't it be really funny if these bowling animations were outlandish? But then there's the other part of me that thinks, well, these writers, I mean, just like me, they're online all the time, and there are these ridiculous uh, TikToks that have been going around where it's like, the 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 seven ten split is the twin towers, and the and the bowling ball is a plane, mm. and so like they get really and like there's Holocaust jokes and I mean they're, yep, they're yep. really really yep. bad ones. Now obviously SNL is not going to do anything like that. So if if this is a kind of take on that, it's like oh you know how they're doing these really wacky animations online, we could do that too. Then I'm like ah dang it, this is very derivative though. It is it? it is and and it's disappointing because it's like it almost feels like well is that what we're allowed to do can i just take something that i see online that's already comedy and then dumb it down for a broadcast audience and but again i'm leaving the option open that maybe whoever wrote the the, the writers of this had not seen those because yeah. they, maybe i'm in a really, i had not seen like, them and i'm pretty dude, online but. maybe I'm just a really dark corner of the internet yeah but, i don't know what happened to your algorithm yeah uh so <laughs> That, but that, that's to, so I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt and say hopefully they just thought man I went bowling and the animations were kind of weird and I I, I ran with it because if that's the case then I give them all the grace in the world because it very, very well could be because the please don't destroy guys were involved in this and yeah. they're weird um, yeah they, and so they I like you know, absurdist comedy I really re- so if that's the case then I, then this is great great yeah like I said though I I thought it started better than it ended I thought it could have been slightly shorter. Yeah, um, but it was good. Though. They also I, I wanted like, to include so many people. Yep, that's what I'm saying. And if you're gonna commit to such a big set piece, then I get what you're doing. So it was also the, the, the oh, I get to be Brad for a second. You wanna you wanna hear one of my nitpicks? Uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna one of my nitpicks. So um, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a, your Brad picks, your Brad picks, my, my Brad picks. If you're gonna have a if you're gonna have a if you're gonna have a a bowling ball. You know, don't get the plastic Fisher Price one that makes the noise of clanking on the lane. Like, you know, invest in something a little heavier. Mm-hmm. You know, make it sound like it's mm-hmm. an Because I will admit, it was a little weird hearing Heidi Gardner. She threw one one time and it bounced, and you could see her kind of laugh when it happened. And I'm like, yeah, that's it's 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 a it's a nitpick. It's a Brad pick. All right, moving on. Alaska Airlines, written by Mike Desenzo, Colin Jost, Jake Norwin, and Will Steven. A parody of the recent airline incident in Alaska where a boy's shirt was ripped off features Alaska Airlines employees, played by Jake Lordy, Keenan Thompson, and Heidi Gardner, sharing the company's new slogan after a cabin door broke off mid-flight. I'm going to say I like this. Um, it is very, you know, it, it is contemporary. It is very about what's happening in the news. But I thought it was fairly clever. They certainly have done this kind of thing before. Like Also, that no one was hurt. In, in the actual incident. Yep. So this isn't punching down. This isn't nope. this isn't this making isn't. light of a, of a terrible. For for all we know, no one really, uh, other than like what a crazy story, you know. And and that's that's why I'm okay with this because yep. of course these and days airlines, as they mentioned, has had a couple yeah. bad stories for them. Uh, so, but I, you're right. I really like this. I thought it was especially just the weirdest thing with the kid having his shirt ripped yep. off. That is so freaking weird. And Andrew just smooks playing that. Gosh, is so just good. So funny. Uh, yeah. No, it was good. I really like this. And again, this isn't anything they have not done before where they do like a, a PSA of a company that has not 
done. I think they did one for WeWork. They did, you know, like yeah. these kind of things after they, they face a, a hard week or a hard month in PR, they'll do one. But again, this one though, it's, works it's, for me. A, it's a pre-tape, right? So, yep. so Jacob Elordi, you know, gets multiple takes at it and, and it's not like he needed to do much. Uh, he played a pilot, correct, in this? Yeah. Okay. So he really just didn't do a lot. Yeah, not a lot. All right. It's time for a weekend update with Colin Jost and Michael Che. Uh, in this uh, segment here, we talk about the pedometer. The pedometer is about how much chemistry the two hosts, Colin Jost and Michael Che, have. Our co-host, Brad Oman, is not here tonight, so he can't actually tell us where, where the pedometer is. But we can make a guess between the two of us and then check in with Brad afterwards. The pedometer is a little bit hard to measure because it is a little bit about Michael Che and Colin Jost, and a lot bit about Brad. No, uh, and also, I, I, from now on, I think we've mentioned this, I need to have him start writing it down first. Yeah, no. Because we say 75, 80, he goes, mm, more like 82. And if you know anything about Brad, he never wants us to be right about yeah, yeah. anything. Yeah, he, he likes to put his thumb on the scale. <laughs> yes. So I need him to start putting a notebook paper down where I know what it is so that we get it right more often, because I think we would. So what did you think of this? Let's let's go with barometer levels. What did you think? 50? I mean, I oh, you didn't like this at I all. I thought there's some good jokes here. No, no. Again, you you and I have a different. I know, uh, I, know I know, I know. It has nothing to do with the jokes. I know. It has everything to do with the they playful, did not have a ton the of playful back and forth. Only, not the jokes. The jokes but usually those are one in the same where the jokes aren't hitting and they're not hitting as well. Sure. I thought the, the jokes, jokes were, were pretty good no, in the this jokes one. Were fine. They did not. They, they just didn't interact. Yep. So agreed. Uh, that, agreed. That's why. That's so you're gonna go with fifty. Yeah. I'm gonna go with fifty-five. Um, just because I want one dollar. You. I like it. Um, so you did like the, no, yeah, the jokes? No, yeah, the jokes are fun. Michael Che, uh, uh, he'll go down in history, other than Norm Macdonald, as trying to get a groan, yep. more than trying to get a laugh. And this might be his last year. I don't know. He's going for it though. He's like he's writing all the misogynistic crap he that loves he wants. It. He just loves. Yep. He loves playing into. It. He play, He loves to play the villain. He does, and and it's not who he really is. No, of is, course not. But he loves it. And the more groans he gets, you just see him just he's, coming he's, alive. He's li- literally <laughs> like lapping it up. Like, oh, your tears? Let me just get those in a soup bowl. Yep. Like, he just loves that. Even for- when Colin Jost does the joke, yeah, he yeah. still loves it. He still, he's like, oh, he's, yeah. It makes him happy, which makes us happy. Yep. All right, let's do a couple bits that they had. Weekend update bit. We don't have uh, to. Senator Tim Scott on why he's endorsing Donald Trump. Senator Tim Scott, played by Devin Walker, stops by a weekend update to discuss why he's endorsing Donald Trump for president. Let me say this. Uh, Devin Walker does a pretty good Tim and Scott. Do you think that this is the same thing with um, with the, the Cat Williams thing? It's like, they just, hey, who, who can you do? Yeah. And he's like, well, that's great. So we need to somehow put this in the show because the impersonation is so good. Yeah, you know, though, I did see online a lot of people like this one. I thought it was fine. It was fine. I, yeah. it was, I Okay, again, so it's political, which, you know, I, I don't really care about, but uh, t- Tim Scott is, I, I'm not political at all, really. So who is Tim Scott? Tim Scott is a senator um, who ran for president that, so the interesting thing about Tim Scott, like every other Republican that ran for president, would campaign on Trump not being qualified to be president because of his character and everything. As soon as he bowed out, he endorsed Donald Trump for being the best candidate for president. Ugh. So, and Tim Scott, uh, l- l- to, to give a little more information, Tim Scott is a famous bachelor. He's never been married. Lots of rumors. Maybe oh, why. Th- that's right. The, the, and, the girl, he was made a big deal about just got engaged yeah, yeah, with yeah. a woman, and he's like 55, 60 gotcha. years old. And so, so like his there, been a campaign lot of, manager was like, "You got to do this." A lot, lot of rumors that maybe, yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, isn't it so sad? Uh, so whether or not he is yeah. or not, I don't know. But so that that's Tim Scott. Gotcha. Um, so the, you know, you've got a great impressionist, uh, and you've got, a, you've got you a great impression. Really Fine, uh, but this is again, it's it's. I think of all of the other things that could have gone in this slot, right? There are so many great Weekend Update characters that are out there. And to kind of use this slot just as a one-off political thing that doesn't really matter, it's it's tough to swallow because I like I like it when there is something like the next Stefan could be waiting in the wings and we've got this instead. Like It's such a limited window to put something out there and they chose that. I'm like, all right, fine. Yeah, just give Heidi Gardner something to do, right? Seriously. Um, or Sarah, give Sarah Sherman. Sarah Sherman, yeah, exactly. Make fun of Colin Jost for five minutes. Yep. I'm happy. I'm, I'm fine. All right, weekend update. Uh, another bit. Deborah Redden on attacking the judge during his trial, uh, written by Vanessa Jackson, Punky Johnson, and Asha Ward. Um, so this is uh, played by Punky Johnson. Uh, they stop by to discuss how they attacked the judge during their trial. 
Uh, you probably seen this clip online or on the news or something. So I haven't seen, I can't remember the last time they had such a specific uh, imp- impression of, of, of a news story like this. And then they actually showed the clip. I just, I don't know. I, I don't remember them doing this all that often where they've got like a real news clip that really happened. And then yeah. let's have the person here. And it's almost like a breakdown. Obviously I I didn't mind it. Uh, it was fine. It was fine. But I think that there, there would have been way better in my opinion, if they would have treated it like an actual breakdown where like that guy is playing a news reporter version of himself with like a, a meter stick, where it's like yeah. pointing and saying like, now here you can see the velocity, and yep. it would have, I think that, that you got an extra layer there of like, let me break this down for you, and in a real... And then maybe found another couple of clips to like, you know... Yeah, of, uh, of other people jumping yep. or doing things like that, where you're like, and look at that, you know, I could have been in the NFL, because, uh, you know, this guy jumped yeah. over this guy, that's me, you, you know. You're a... You're a you get called off the bench. You're a weird kind of news commentator where that's the thing you talk about. I think right? that there like, is, you know, there was something there expert, for it. Like, uh, this was just too rote, yeah, I guess. I agree. All right. Moving on. Women's AA meeting written by Rosebud Baker, Jimmy Fowley, Sarah Sullivan, and Celeste A group of women played by Heidi Gardner, Ego Wodum, Chloe Feynman, Punky Johnson, Molly Carney, Chloe Trost are enthralled by a guy played by Jacob Lordy who attends their women-only sobriety don't, meeting. Don't tell me that they, that this is a sketch where he plays a handsome gentleman. This this was what? the trope we talked about. That's this is, crazy. This was the trope. Um, hey, we're not interested in men. And then a handsome man comes in and we're like, well, maybe. Oh, <laughs> so weird. It's just not funny to me. I mean, it, I love the women that are in this. I, yeah. I love a good I mean, the... The, the women in this, they did their roles. There was no performance problem no. amongst them. It's just, this sketch just doesn't, just doesn't make me laugh. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, again, it's a one note premise. And so that's really, really difficult to keep going back to that same well of like, now, now again, we were talking about you. Have, you want to talk a little bit more about that? I guess, I guess it's clever. Uh, I, I'll be honest. Did not expect to see uh, uh, more of Punky Johnson than I think the mm-hmm. the world was ready for. Maybe, good lord, woman, the, 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 <laughs> I did not know. I, I, I was I was not I was not informed. Uh, good for you. Yep. You know, uh, putting it all out there. Holy crap! I I mean, again, we talk about comedy being the unexpected. I probably had my mouth open, like, oh boy, I, okay. <laughs> I didn't realize that Punky was working with that. Okay, that was uh, shocking more than funny, but still. Um, I did like though in that moment, the audience lost their minds yep. when that happened. Yeah, and so in an in an otherwise whatever sketch, at least something happened that Punky Twitter's talking Punky about. Save this sketch oh, a little bit, absolutely. Yep. And, and the look in her eye, like like when she realized that the audience was only, she had a moment. Oh God! And I was loving that for her honestly because she knew what she was getting away with. Yep, and it was awesome. Yep. Um. So no, I did love. That the audience wouldn't let that go, and that did it, it didn't necessarily save the sketch, but it made it better than it could yep. have been. Yeah, I agree. All right, acting school, a group of acting students, uh, played by Andrew Smooks, Heidi Gardner, Sarah Sherman, Chloe, Chloe Feynman, um, Mikey Day, and Rachel McAdams are asking questions to an actor played by Jacob Alordi. So Natalie Partman. Rachel McAdams played Natalie Partman. Uh, so, that's that's such a dumb until joke I, I die I will have a crush on Rachel McAdams I love her so she's much she's so lovely she she's really just is. lovely she is um, and I would love to see her host oh yeah um, you know that that actually brought up a because she introduced Renee Rapp on one of the uh, songs that she sang and again the SNL network did this on their Twitter they asked how many how many um Mean Girls cast members have actually hosted or been on SNL, either as a cast member or a host. Can you think of some of the names that have been in Mean Girls? Um, either the new one or the the musical or the movie that have either been an actor or like been a cast member or a host on SNL. There's some obvious ones. That, let's just say some obvious one. Tina Fey and Tim Meadows. Well, sure. Right? And then Lindsay Lohan. Uh, Lindsay Lohan, yep. And uh, Rachel McAdams. Uh, Rachel McAdams. Has she ever hosted? I don't know. I'm, 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 that's a guess. I don't. Brad? 
Oh yeah, he's not here. Yeah, Brad. Brad's just useless to us anymore. Like it's like Brad, tell us, has Rachel McAdams ever hosted? I don't think she has, but uh, you know, I, I also have been wrong like three or four times before. But uh, no, she has never hosted. She has only been a guest. I would love to see her. Yeah, host. why hasn't she hosted before? I mean. Yeah, I mean, Gosling got it after the notebook, so why not McAdams? I don't get it. All right. Uh, there's another obvious one, Amy Poehler. Of course. Uh, how about Lacey Chabert? Nope. Yeah, probably not. She's a little weird. Let me give you another one. Uh, she played Lindsay Lohan's mom in the original Mean Girls. Do you remember who that was? Uh, is that um, Jennifer? Nope. Think of uh, Shreddy Balls. Oh, oh, Molly uh, Shannon. Nope. Uh, Anna Gaster. Anna Gaster. Yep. Anna, Anna Gaster. Yep. Um, let me give you a couple other ones that were on there. Obviously, Renee Rapp, was, is, she's in sure. the musical. Uh, Jenna Fisher is in the musical film. Okay. Um, she plays uh, Anna Gaster's role. Okay. John Hamm is in the new one. Um, he plays the gym teacher. Uh, Megan Thee Stallion is in the new one. And then uh, the last one was uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, wow. So... Those, that, that, that's a, a a tight group, you know. It's a, a I'm sorry. It's kind of an expansive group of yep. people from them. It's a shared universe. Mean Girls yep. SNL has a lot of crossover. Quite a bit. That's uh, what ten of them. So well, and also what Mean Girls is is the, the, the brainchild of Tina Fey. Tina so, Fey, correct. Yeah, it makes sense. Huh. Good uh, for good for them. So this acting school sketch. It's the same thing. Can we just say the exact same thing that we said about the other ones where he was a handsome guy? It just wasn't very creative. It's just like, guys, we get it. That's the joke is that, oh, it's it's never been hard for you. But if that's the joke and you just, you give them the setup and then the answer is, oh, it's never been hard for you. Four times. You start counting. Oh, I bet you he's just going to, like the person's going to be like, okay, it's never been hard for you. How is that? How are they? How are they? How are they? Did they read? And going like this is hilarious. And oh, does he just not have much charisma or what? Like he just wasn't pulling it off for me. No. So was this a sketch that in somebody else's hand you give one of the greats, you know, um, one of the great hosts that you know the Justin Timberlakes this, and can they make this come alive? Yes, I actually think because there are enough things to do here. Like even the way he takes the chair and sits on it backwards, that's that should be a move. That should be the most confident in the world. Like I live in this hot person bubble, mm-hmm. but even the way he turned the chair around and said it, it was awkward and weird. It was just kind of stilted. I want that to be a Ryan Gosling swooping move. Yeah. Right. Where he sits down and he's really cocky about it. You can play that. And it gives a look to yeah. it to a, like, where it's funny. Yep. You playing this like, huh, it's, it's weird that you guys auditioned and you can do that or you can do, oh, it's worth the audition. Yeah. No, I, I would never. You could have a cockiness about it. That I think that like a Gosling would really be able to, to chew that scenery more. I don't so know. We've I just, talked about this before uh, where sometimes it's not the sketch's fault. We no. think the sketches are unfunny, but really it's 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 the workers working the, the, yeah. the, the it, hive. It's, and the, the, it's, it's tough when you've got maybe a, more of a one note actor. And he tried on some things. He just didn't, didn't, he didn't have it. Yeah. I don't know. Also, listen, if you're going to talk to me about this guy's 6'5", and he's, you know, and he's he's very handsome. I think it was in the AA sketch. I, I don't think that Jacob Alordi has a butt. Like I, I saw his jeans. And well, it was he's like, only like 150 it pounds. It was like deflated, though. It was so weird. I was like, is this, this is the this guy? You are a man that likes his men butt. I, I do like a big fat ass on a cop. <laughs> <laughs> it was just weird to me because I'm like, okay, well. All right. Uh, final sketch of the night. Garrett from Hinge. This is a, a recurring sketch that they've Why done. Why is it? Uh, written by Alex English, Martin Hurley, John Higgins, Ben Marshall, and Bowen Yang. Garrett from the dating app Hinge interrupts a couple, played by Jacob Elordi and Chloe Trost, sweating. This is a recurring sketch that was first featured in the March 4th, 2023 Travis Kelsey episode. So, um, I think that they just really love, I think that they love they writing like, this. Do you, do you think they just love Bowen playing I, this? I, I think that they just, they get together and it sounds like you'd get high and you would just like, yep. And he's got the hair, the stupid haircut and the Stewie Griffin tea and the unearned confidence and just go for it. Like, I think that that's probably what happens is they just have a lot of fun writing it. Let me say this. It is a funny, this is a funnier sketch with a funnier host. Yes. 
again, you put a funny host in there, you put a Pedro Pascal in there, and what they do in the bathroom yep. becomes even funnier, yep. I think. Yep. And again, and, I, I say why, you know, they do in the sketch, but like, I think that I'm, I think I'm wrong. I think that you're right. Thank I think, you. Hey, say that again. You're right. I think <laughs> that it's in, in a better host's hands. This sketch, and again, so you could see the writers writing this well, going, This could be really and, funny. And the first fucking time they did it was with Travis Kelsey. And yeah. I, I know we give Brad a lot of shit, but Travis isn't that person either. No, so maybe hold it next time for Pedro Pascal. You got to get, but you don't know. You start writing it, and I you know. don't know. I, I would love to talk to some of these writers to say, and they wouldn't say it because they won't, they won't crap on the host, of course not, but. I wonder how many of them come in on a Tuesday and Wednesday and they're nervous and you're like, well, you hope they have it on Saturday. And some of them do. They just figure it out and they 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 perform and they're fantastic. But they wouldn't have known it on Tuesday and Wednesday when they're writing the sketches. So you just write the sketches and you hope they get it. But some people just don't get it. They just can't do and it. We're over here and what do we say? Like we we tend to blame the writers. That's right. I'm 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 I used to, but now I'm not as much. Honestly. And I get it. Uh it's 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 because you know when we say okay this sketch written by da 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 it puts it in the forefront of my mind like oh well they're responsible for how the sketch went when in reality you're right holy shit everything could have been hilarious at the table read because what if Jacob Lordy had to take a shit during that sketch and Mikey Day just filled in and they read it it was hilarious yeah because Mikey Day could do some really great character uh, straight person kind absolutely because you know, Jacob Lordy was playing the straight person right so so yeah maybe they're Maybe when they're writing this together without Jacob Lord before the table read, and they're bouncing the it off each other. Destroy guys, they can all play straight people. Yeah. That, and and they're know. they're dying laughing. They're like, how how this is not this can't miss. Yep. And then you put it in the hands of oof, a tall Australian. He's not even from this country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it is interesting though. Like I did have that shift a little bit that. Put put some of these characters in other. Put the host and yeah. another host. You know position and would could this sketch be funny yeah yes now there are some sketches that aren't like that there's nothing you could do there's nobody that could save that sketch it just wasn't funny this one i think could be funnier yeah. with the right host fair enough totally fair all right so there was also a cut for time sketch that they put on there which uh cut for time sketches are literally just sketches they produce they make and they cannot show them during the live show because they don't have enough time for them uh, based on how all of the sketches worked out, based on how Weekend Update goes, they don't have time. And so this is a, a cover time sketch, and they usually post the cover time ones that were pre-taped because they cannot reuse them because the host was in them. And so uh, this was a Please Don't Destroy called Pimp My Ride. So one of the strange things about this particular cut for time is in the opening credits of the show, uh, the live show, it says in a video by Please Don't Destroy. So this got cut, even though at the beginning of the show they were definitely planning on yeah, including something it. Something happened there. So something happened with because they went do long. not. They they do not. Of course, yeah. No, they they planned on doing it because they would not have had that. Uh, they would have cut it after dress, and then they would have said, "Yeah, we're not going to use that." We're not, and so they wouldn't have it in the in the opening. Yeah, because they have other ones. They have an other opening that does not have with a sketch by Please Don't Destroy. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's live. Yeah. Like Daryl yeah. Ham is reading that live. Yeah. So it, it's it, it's it's ten thirty at night. He's going on, and here's the cue cards, and he's going to read them. And that is odd. I wonder why. And I, so that's the I, first I've not, time I've seen that. Sometimes on uh, uh, the SNL subreddit, they they write, you know, what happened. There. Uh, yeah. So so this, not, clearly something happened with, just with time. Something went longer yeah. than it should have, or somebody just made a mistake. Uh, but I have, I'm very upset. Because this is the best sketch of the night. Yeah. So in this sketch, uh, it's written by Mike Desenzo and the Please Don't Destroy guys and Jake Norwin. Uh, ben, John, and Martin help a 30 Rock janitor pimp his ride. And the 30 Rock janitor is played by Jacob Elordi, who I think did his best work in yes. this sketch. Because he did. He actually tried. He did an accent. Yep. He wasn't a hot guy. Nope. Nope. And I just thought it was it was clever. It was funny. It was silly. There was escalation. They got it was exhibit everything. back? Yep, they got exhibit. Who, who You put an exhibit in a sketch. I've said this for years. You put an exhibit in a sketch, and I love it. What did you think of it? No, it was great. This is what you want to see out of, out of a Please Don't Destroy sketch. It, it, it takes the three of them and the host and make it a very silly premise. Who I haven't talked about Pimp My Ride in 
15, 20 I haven't years. even thought about it. Yep. You know, and, and for enough people to be nostalgic enough to understand what that show was. And even if you don't and have never seen the show, clearly you got the premise of, of what they were doing. And it is. It's it's really funny. Obviously, they could have made it even even weirder and sillier, but they didn't. I mean, it's a it's a it's a short, uh, very clever way to do this, and I was all in. All right, let's go to sketch of the night. I that was my sketch of the yeah, night. I, I was hard to say, but it, it was the, it was leaps and bounds better than and, it should have been in the show. And that's and and that is not even my favorite. Please don't destroy nope. bit ever. It's probably above average. Mm. And it still was way better than anything in the show. I think the only thing in the show, uh, gosh, I don't know. The Short Kings thing was kind of funny. I there guess. were some funny elements to some of the sketches. Yeah. There was just no standout sketch. I would probably say Alaska Airlines was pretty funny for me. Um, uh, yep. Yeah, it's, that's, <laughs> this, this was a tough one. This was a tough one. Guys. This was not a, a great one. Yeah. Uh, MVP of the episode. That's tough. I'm gonna go. Was 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 Keenan in like only one? Keenan was not in a ton. Um, he was in the 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 uh, the monologue. He was in the monologue, and he was in Alaska Airlines, and he was in bowling. Gotcha. Um, I I went with um because I think she had a good episode. Not that it it was the best episode, but she had a good episode, and I've wanted. I've wanted a good episode for her, and I talked about her being in the lowest of screen time. I went with Punky Johnson because she, I thought, did fairly good on her. Um, it wasn't a great bit, but I thought she performed it well. Yeah. On the Weekend Update bit, uh, the uh, what was it? The act? No, the Women's A meeting one. She got the biggest laugh there. <laughs> yeah. I'll um, give you two good reasons why yeah. she brought that sketch to life. And it was so, ridiculous. Um. No, and, and she then she was, was in bowling as well. Yeah. Um. So I, I just thought, probably for the, I, I would say the person that should feel the best at the, how that episode went was her. Yeah. Honestly, opinion. that that's a very. I will. I will just allow you to convince me that Punky Johnson is that person because honestly, there was just maybe Bowen because of the yeah, funny. Yeah. There, the there's some good things that he the, did, but and he does good character work always. And but Bowen's had better episodes. Yeah, he has. Uh, I thought Punky. This was one of her better episodes, even though it wasn't a good episode overall. This was she did some good things yeah. in this. Episode. No, she she's got she like you said she should walk away from this episode going like, hey, I did my job. And I did it well. All right. So we'd love to hear from you. Put in the uh, episode notes uh, on Facebook, on our Facebook or on our Twitter. We normally say, you know, so I was the host. Yeah. I think you know. Exactly. So, but let us on. know if you liked one of the, the sketches or if you have yeah, an Yeah, maybe we're wrong. Yeah. You know, we're just two guys. We, sometimes three, but not tonight. Not tonight. No. So next week we have a new episode uh, with Dakota Johnson and her uh, and the musical guest, Justin Timberlake. So uh, Justin yeah. Timberlake's been gone from the scene for a long yeah. time. I, I, I he had that affair, like, I think, and he was kind of laying low. I think that he does maybe a, a cameo or two in the show. I don't, I don't think he pulls. I don't. You, you can't upstage the host, right? Exactly. Or you should, or unless the you, host is adamant and says, "Hey, I want you to, to do this." I'm going to say this about Dakota, Dakota Johnson. She probably doesn't. I think Dakota Johnson is beautiful. There's, there, there, I she's probably a fine actress. I, when I see her in interviews, she kind of has. She doesn't have much of a personality, in my opinion. So I'm anxious she, to see what she's gonna be like. She called out Ellen DeGeneres in an in a in an interview. Yeah, I like that, which was awesome. Yep. Um, but I feel like she would have done that even if it was just somebody asking a normal question. <laughs> like I don't know. It just feels like she's just not putting up with anybody's shit, which is fine. It is her second time hosting. She but, hosted in 2015. I'm gonna have to rewatch that episode because I do not remember it at all. It would be amazing if Dakota Johnson was like, "Hey, I'm really good friends with Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon. I would like you guys to come in and do something again, or the Lonely Island Boys. Just give me a little flavor from back, you know, 2006 era, 2005 era. Oof, give me some of that JT. <laughs> I just miss when those were on and so fun. I mean, I downloaded the Lonely Island's." albums and I, I mean it's a real nostalgia kick for me when i saw he was going to be a musical guest i got it i got it i got really excited just just even see him reprise anything that he's done so all right so that's the episode for tonight again uh brad will be back on our next episode we think if he does come back from uh of if he comes England, back at all of the united kingdom of england yeah he's, he's over there being a, a short king 
Yeah, he is. Short King of England. And he's going to come back and he's going to be like, he, so we've got another uh, podcast called Go Flix Yourself. And on, if you've never listened to Go Flix Yourself, Go Flix Yourself is our podcast where Brad just brags about the people he's met. Oh God, it's so annoying. And so he's going to meet a bunch of famous people and he's meeting a ton of famous people over there. He's going to interview them. The, the Argyle, uh, Argyle, Argyle, Argyle Juncture, Juncture, Junction. Yeah. And he saw the film. Junk it. He told us what he liked, if he liked it. And I don't know if we could say it because it might be yeah, let's too wait. early. So we're not going to say whether or not he liked it or not. But he did see the film, so hopefully... But he, he ma- he's meeting stuff. a who's who. He's a humble Brad. Yeah. Um, meeting a whole... Bu- 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 the, time I, the time I met this person. I will literally say, oh, I saw a commercial the other day, and uh, and, and uh, Henry Cavill was in it. Oh, you know, I met him. You know, That's not what the question, Brad. That's not what I said. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I'm not mad at him. No, I'm a little mad at him. <laughs> All right. But uh, again, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on... Um, uh, Facebook as well on the 10 to 1 podcast. You can go to the 10to1.com and find all that information there. Please help us by commenting, uh, sharing these episodes, um, giving us uh, ratings on on wherever you get your podcasts. Probably a great episode to uh, comment things in the Facebook page like, I can't believe you said that. I can't wait to see what Brad says when he listens to the episode. Or let us know in the comments what you think the predometer was. Yeah. That would be another yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, so. so just, you know, lie to him is what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. Well, Brad and I, or Ben and I are hey. on, on different places. Sorry. All right. Um, Hello. Welcome to Saturday Night Live. Come on. That's not, that's not Eeyore. <laughs> All, right. All right. Hey, thanks for listening. Be good to yourself. Be good to others. Bye-bye.